passionate about the truth of God's Word and will tell you like it is. Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey, guys, it is your girl, Autumn Miles, back with you for hopefully a very encouraging word for your week. Um, We have just come out of the Easter season, and um, let me tell you something. I just feel like Easter was super awesome this year. I cooked forever. I love to cook. If you guys don't know, um, I love to cook. I've always loved to cook. I'm always like, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, I'm creative, but almost in a different way. It's like, I won't paint a picture, but I love to like create recipes and, and things like that. I like to veer a little bit from the recipes and make it my own. You know, my family, we're, we're all, all six of us have our little picky things. And so I always try to uh, cater to my my dear ones and shore up a recipe, but I cooked, we did the whole Easter egg hunt thing. My five and six year old were loving it. And I just feel like resurrection is in the air. It is just all around us. And I was very, very encouraged uh, coming out of Easter season and the Easter holiday. And I hope you guys were as well. You know, resurrection, it's not just in the air during Easter. It is we get to live in the power and the spirit of the resurrection, 365, 24-7. And so um, I was loving that. In that vein, um, the Saturday between uh, Good Friday and Easter, it's like, okay, so so we set aside one day every year, you guys. It's one day. And like the kids know it's coming. We call it flower. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. We call it flower hell day. <laughs> It is the day that we go to the nursery and it really is not very fun. Uh, We kind of go, we clean out all of our beds, uh, all of our flower beds. We go to the nursery, we buy a gajillion trillion flowers because I'm obsessed. And um, we bring them all back to the house after our flower beds are clean and all my flower pots are clean. I love, I love um, flowers around the house and um, outside the house. Like if it's in the house, I'll kill it on accident. But on this particular Saturday, uh, we had our one day a year that is designated to yard work. And um, the kids hate it. I love it because of what it produces. I want to talk about my son, Jude. My son, Jude, it is so weird. Like if we get a plant and I am in charge of the plant, it will die. I, I Even though I water, you guys, I'll miracle grow that thing to death. I will water it. I'll like pray over it. I'll speak kind words to it. But yeah, for some reason, every plant that I am in charge of dies. We found that my son Jude has this spectacular gift that every plant that he touches lives. I mean, you know, you've heard of the of the green thumb and you've heard of these people that like, you know, are like the plant whispers and stuff. And I'm telling you, I gave birth to one. His name is Jude Miles. It is unbelievable what this child can do, okay? One time we planted, I don't know, probably 50 of those little 
I don't know, flowers. I don't know what they were. They were pretty. So I bought them and we planted them um, in our front yard and our front flower beds. And those things grew like crazy. They like multiplied in, in like a week. And Jude was the one that, that planted each and every one of them. So he has this thing called a green thumb. So I don't even want Eddie to touch the, the flowers because Eddie's kind of like me. If he touches it, it's going to die. We don't understand why, you know, we're cursed when it comes comes to flowers. But Jude doesn't. And you guys, for the last couple of years, ever since we decided, uh, we we didn't decide, ever since we discovered he had this gift, we have really spoken life into him when it comes to this. We'll be like, Jude, I can't do this without you. You've got to come plant these flowers for me. And sure enough, they will grow beautifully and they they won't ever die. And we'll literally, during the wintertime, we'll have to take them out of the pots because they're still alive. I don't know what it is. But let me tell you, every single time that we speak life into him, um, or to put it in another way, catch him using his gifts, he comes completely alive. I think sometimes, especially with our kids, you know, we can catch them doing bad stuff all the time. Like the other night I walked into Haven's bedroom and she had her pillows on the floor and there were giant stars on them. Uh, She had written on her pillows with magic marker. I mean, we, it's very easy to spot when your kids are doing something bad and to say, stop doing that, you know, or, you know, you're going to get in trouble or whatever it is that you say, but it needs to be equally important of catching them using their gifts spotting their gifts, calling them out and say, you are set apart. You are good at this. And I need you to help me accomplish this goal that mom has. We do this so much with our kids, but this uh, Saturday in particular, Jude just kind of came to life. It's like he owned it. It's like he walked in it and he was like, guys, I will plant the flowers. He was looking at the babies, Moses and Haven. He was like, don't worry about the flowers. I'll make sure they're in there the right way. He was owning this gift that we discovered. It was actually pretty tremendous. And it got me thinking, you know how I start thinking about the Lord. And it got me thinking about the gifts and talents that he has put into you and he has put into me. It's so funny. We we can catch ourselves uh, messing up. Like I caught Haven with magic marker making stars on our pillows the other night. It's, it's almost like we can catch ourselves doing uh, things that we shouldn't do. Like, oh, I should have been better at that. I should have, uh, I shouldn't have lost my temper. I shouldn't have uh, been so emotional in that conversation with my husband. But I also want you to understand that God wants to speak life into you and he wants to catch you doing something good and he wants to applaud you for that and he wants to tell you keep going in this direction and he wants to tell you I can't do this without you I want you to follow this gift and this talent that you have because I know it's going to produce something amazing in your life I just want to sort of put this out in front of you. We can catch ourselves doing uh, things that we wish we wouldn't do all day long. And we can catch ourselves doing bad things, I guess, if you want to call it. But also be aware that our father, just like we're, we look at Jude and we're calling out good things in him, our father is also calling out our gifts 
and the good things that we do. And he is applauding us. And he's saying, keep going in that vein. And I want you this week, as you're going into your week, I want you to own it. I want you to own those things. Just like Jude, he was walking around our pool and he was like, give me the flowers. I can put them in the ground. I got you. Um, I want you to understand that walking around in confidence in a gift that you have is not prideful. God wants you to walk in your gifts and your callings. Own them. Use them. The world is desperate for them right now. Um, And Jesus, our Father, our Father God is cheering you on in heaven. Those are my opening thoughts today. Catch me after the break with a really simple word that I believe is going to encourage you. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys, back from the break. Okay, so I um, I love to get real, real deep into scripture and talk about like our original language and cross-reference and stuff like that. Y'all know my heart. I'm obsessed with the scripture. I'm actually starving for it. I, oh, I just love it. It is one of the greatest loves of my life. I love it. But sometimes we just need a simple word. Do you know what I'm saying? We just need a simple word that will encourage us exactly where we're at. And I want to bring that to you today. So uh, this is actually, I have done this message before. And one of the gals on my team, she's like, Autumn, I really, she was, she was going over some of the content that we've done. And And she just told me one day, she was like, I set this aside because it was something so practical. It was what I needed to hear. And um, it's actually a request for her to do this because she really, it hit her so hard in the things that she's dealing with um, that I felt, she felt like it may encourage you. So I want to talk to you out of James. Now, I love James. Uh, James, many sources say, was the half-brother of Jesus. James is like, you know, a hardcore rock star in the Bible. I mean, he is like, what's up? The book of James will serve you so much truth. And if James was the only book in the Bible, which it's not, it would be one of those books that would produce so much change, encouragement, hard truths in you. It is just so incredibly powerful. So I love this book. I'm, I constantly refer to it. So if I counsel people, which I do all the time, I constantly refer back to the book of James. But um, one of my my staffers, um, she she has just come through one of those severe 
seasons of trial. And I think when we go through like severe, a severe season of trial, whether it's a severe fight and anxiety, a severe fight with something that we are facing, like a health issue, maybe it's a marriage issue, a child issue, you know, those those trials that they're not just surface. It's not like I'm having a bad hair day. Like, congratulations to you. I feel sorry for you. But it's one of those trials that actually really depletes our soul. And it tests every level of faith that we have. We see a doctor's report and we think, God, are you still good after I see this? We get a text or or maybe we find text on our husband's phone or our wife's phone and we think, is this, is this actually happening? Here I've been faithful to the Lord. Is this, am I, am I actually reading these texts of adultery or whatever it is that it could be? Is this really happening? When we find out our child is involved in something that they shouldn't be, you know, you kind of go back to the Lord and say, I've been faithful. Like, what in the world is going on? Those trials where there's a sudden accident or there's a sudden depletion of financial resources or there's a suddenly that's not a good suddenly. It's a, oh my gosh, what are we going to do suddenly? Those trials. That you sit back and you think, are you good, God? Are you actually with me, God? Are you there? (laughs) Are you hearing me? And James is so beautiful because I think he sort of puts into perspective this idea of trials. Um, You know, testings. They are, it's a literal testing of our faith. And what we think when we're headed towards trials is that they are depleting us of something. And that's what the enemy wants you to think. Whatever has come against you is depleting you. Whatever is coming against you is taking from you. Um, This particular staffer, her husband was in a very horrible accident. Um, I won't go into all the details. I I know I've shared it multiple times just for time's sake, but um, they're faithful believers absolutely faithful believers. And it seemed as if it took more than it gave. It took more than it gave. And when you look at your trial and you say to yourself, man, this is taking from me. Every ounce of my mind is going towards thinking about this. Every amount of my energy is going towards fixing this. Every amount of my my soul is going towards pleading with the Lord to do a miracle in this situation. And you can sit back and you can actually get bitter if you think that a trial alone is depleting you. It's taking from you. Maybe it's taking time away from your family or thinking, well, if I didn't have this trial, I'd be able to spend time with my kids. If I didn't have this trial, I'd be able to rest. If I didn't have this trial, I wouldn't be exhausted all the time. And if, believer, you look at a trial that way, it will 100% drive you crazy. But I want to talk to you today about the benefit of going through trials. And while the enemy wants you to think that it is depleting you and God is taking from you during the testing, 
James smacks that lie upside the head and he says, oh no, it is not. It is not taking from you. I want to do a perspective shift on you today. And this is so such a simple truth, but I think it's going to be maybe incredibly beneficial to those of you whose ears are perked up and that you're saying, yeah, that's me. I feel completely and totally depleted. I feel like my life has really taken a lot from me because of the circumstances that I've been facing in this last year. I'm bitter at God. I'm angry because of the testing. I don't want to go through this anymore. I want to flip the script. And James does that beautifully. He flips the script on you and he would know being Jesus's half brother. I want to take you directly to James 1. And James 1 is, um, I could literally talk about this passage for months. Okay. James 1 says this, James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love it when um, these uh, New Testament authors announce themselves like that. I am a bond slave. I am a bond servant of God. That's who I am. We're so um, obsessed with titles and stuff like that in our in our uh, world today. We, I was actually just having a conversation about <laughs> titles uh, that made me laugh. I won't tangent you, but um, we're obsessed with titles. We think it brings us some sort of um, credibility, but James wasn't. He didn't need a title. He didn't announce himself as the half brother of Jesus, which would have given him a lot of credibility. No, this is what he said. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he tells you who he's writing to. To the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad, greetings. This is the first thing, y'all, he says after he says, hello, how are you? He doesn't get he doesn't, there's no like flowery language. There's no like, I hope you had a good Easter Sunday. There's none of that. He's like, I'm a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you the 12 tribes that are dispersed all abroad. And this is what's up. Okay. Consider it joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials, various, any trial, knowing that the testing of your faith produces, we're going to talk about that word, produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, Satan wants us to believe that your trial that you're facing right now is taking Take, 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 take. It is demanding so much of you. And you know, in theory, it is. It is demanding a lot of you. But it is not demanding more of you than it's producing in you. And that's what James' whole perspective is. Yes, uh, uh, things, various trials. They're called trials for a reason. I mean, it's not like they're called blessings. Like they're called trials for a reason. They are tri- There are things that you have to work your way through. But it's giving you more than it's taking. 
And sometimes we don't even realize it's giving us more than we're t- than it's taking until maybe a year down the road, two years down the road, three years, five years, maybe even 10 years down the road. But James is saying the reason, the reason you shouldn't be bitter at God, frustrated at God, um, not talking to God, angry at God is because It is producing in you things that you do not see. Consider it all joy, brethren. When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. You know, it's it's so interesting. Um my husband and I have been through just crazy 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 stuff. I mean, <laughs> weird stuff. We'll we'll tell people things that, you know, I would never talk about really on a podcast, just personal things that my husband and I have been through together. And things that we've been through separately when before we were married. And they'll look at us and they will say, "What? How how are you even serving God?" Now, like how, I can't believe you didn't turn away from the faith. I can't believe you didn't give, give up. I can't believe you're still going. I can't believe you still love the Lord. And it's so incredibly easy to rebuttal that perspective because we learn very early in our marriage that the things that were coming against us, the testing God tests us. He tested Abraham. He will test you. He tested Jesus. I mean, Jesus was in the wilderness being tested by Satan. God allowed that to happen. You are allowed to be tested. But when you come through that test, you will see what God supernaturally through the test produced in you. I can look back at some of the things that we've been through. I would say uh, there's multiple things that we've been through that have tested us like, you know, all the way to the core. Like we're talking like under layers and layers and layers of skin, like all the way to our bones where we were clinging to the word of God alone in many circumstances going, God, if you do not come through, I do not know what we are going to actually do. You are our only hope. I I remember my babies was one of the biggest ones mentally that I had to fight because I waited to adopt for 18 years. And when that seemed to be taken away from us by a scammer, I thought, Lord, if you do not come through, I literally do not know what you are, what we, what we are going to do. We'll follow you, of course, because where else would we go? But God, you got to come through. And then he did. He tested us, but he did come through. And we learned that the strength and the grit and the sustenance and the passion and the faith that he produced in us during those severe testings was at a much greater volume than what seemed to be taken from us during the test. What you're facing right now, my precious sister, brother, friend, may seem to take from you And my advice to you is cling 
to the word, even if it's all you have. And trust James' word. James would know growing up watching Jesus and watching him do the miracles. In those three years of his public ministry, James would know he had a front row seat. If James is saying, consider it joy because your trials are producing in you perseverance. And then let perseverance work in you. You can take it to the bank that whatever you're facing is not greater than what's growing inside of you. I want to go uh, to this next passage and then we'll be done uh, for, for the day. Verse 5 says this. He follows up that statement with something incredibly, I think, um, very, very practical. He says, listen, it's going to produce perseverance in you and, and let perseverance have its perfect works. It's producing in you. That's why you can consider it joy. But then he says this, so practical. I love James for this. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, a lot of times we find ourselves in these trials, and this this is the perfect follow-up verse, and it is so incredibly practical, you guys. And if this is you, and if this is exactly where you are, do this, okay? It's so practical. You're facing a big trial. You're hearing what I'm saying. Okay, Autumn, I hear what you're saying. It's producing in me, and what it's producing in me is greater than what's coming against me. I 100% get it. I get it. But how do I get out of the trial? <laughs> That's always what I want to know. Okay, great. I, I hear I hear the wisdom. I get the thing. How do I get out of it? And what does James say? But if you lack wisdom of how to move on, move forward, whatever, if you lack wisdom in general, while you're in a trial, let him ask of God who gives to all generously without reproach and it will be given to him. You know, you have to ask God for wisdom. Let him ask of God, ask of God, ask of God. Now our, our trials produce a ton of wisdom in us, but this is something that you have to ask of God. God, how do I get out of this? What's the next step I need to take? God, show me the way. Show me what I need to do. Show me who I need to talk to. Show me what appointment I need to make or whatever. Show me what doctor I need to go through. But if you lack wisdom to handle your trial, you must ask of God who gives generously. It can't be more practical than this, you guys. If you find yourself in one of those debilitating circumstances, those debilitating trials, and you don't know what to do, you need to ask God for wisdom. Don't just assume he's already downloaded all the wisdom that you need. You got the Holy Spirit in you, but you still need to ask for the wisdom to our God who gives generously to all. And I'm telling you what. There has never been a time where I have begged God for wisdom and for discernment that he has said, no, I'm good. Figure it out on your own. Never, 
never not one time. 20 years I've been walking intimately with the Lord and God has never shunned me. He's never left me unread. He's never uh, been really quiet and silent to me when I needed it the most. He has come through. He has come through through people at times. He's come through through his spirit at times, through his word at times. He has never ignored me. He has always provided the exact wisdom that I have needed at the time of trial in order to work through. So if you find yourself in a situation. Get on your knees, get on your face before the Lord and ask him for the wisdom that you need because he does give generously to those who ask for it. How do we navigate this crazy life that God has us living successfully? We navigate it by living according to these relevant principles that we find in the word of God. I'm praying for those of you out there. I'm praying for each and every one of you guys that seem overwhelmed, crushed in spirit. I know that God is producing so much in you. You might not see it. You might not feel it. You might not believe it, but take it from your best buddy over here. He is. He is at work and he's producing something beautiful on the inside of you, even when you're focused on what's happening on the outside of you. I got a question after the break that I will answer from one of you beautiful people out there. Catch me right after the break. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab, Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Welcome back from the break. I've got a question from Lisa out there. Hey, Lisa, how are you, girlfriend? Uh, This is your question. This past year left me feeling exhausted, discouraged in every area of my life. Girl, come on. And I feel left alone to pick up the broken pieces with God nowhere to be found. What do you do in seasons where you feel dead inside with no strength to fight? Like you're living but not feeling very alive or passionate about the things of God. Okay. So let me tell you, Lisa, I I liked your question uh, this week because first of all, I don't think you're alone in this. Um, I know you're not. Uh, But also I want to tell you you're in good company with the 
patriarchs in scripture, namely Elijah. After he went and called down fire from heaven on Mount Carmel, he ran from Jezebel, who was the queen. He was Ahab's wife. She was Ahab's wife because he threatened her life. Uh, She threatened his life. Excuse me. He ran from her. He hid from her. And one of the things that he told God was, I'm ready to go. I've done my work. I'm the only prophet that there is. I'm the only person that's passionate about you, Lord. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm done. My work is done. And this gives us a beautiful picture of what can happen to a believer, what a lot of people don't talk about. You know, they don't talk about the fact that you can feel like you're alone and you can feel like God's left. He hasn't, but you can feel like that. And what, when God showed up to Elijah and he met him in the um, gentle blowing breeze, he told him to rest. I want you to rest. And that's exactly what he did. He he rested, he um, recouped, and then the Lord sent him on his way to the next mission. If you're feeling completely depleted, first of all, I'm glad that you're saying, listen, I'm totally depleted and I feel like I'm alone. You're not alone. Make sure you're combating the lies of the enemy, but maybe you need to stop things and rest. And if you know that you are depleted, don't keep going at the pace that you are going. Stop and feed yourself the word of God. Feed yourself the truths of scripture. Feed yourself from living water. Stop, rest, and feed yourselves what will make you strong. I'm going to tell you, I have had to do this. Um, where I literally had to stop. There are some days that I must stop myself and I spend the entire day strengthening myself in the Lord and the word and things like that. Because when we're tired, we're weak and we are a target of the enemy. So I want you to stop, rest, put the nutrients of God's word back into your mind, into your heart, into your soul, no matter how long it takes and strengthen yourself in the Lord before you try to do anything else and combat the lies of the enemy like the Lord has left you because he hasn't and feast on truth. And just like Elijah was fed from the ravens before he went to see the Lord and then the Lord sent him another way, God's got something else for you at the end of that resting period. He's going to use you. He's going to put things back together. You're going to be all right. But resting just like God did on the seventh day when he created the world is just as important as activity. So I want you to do that. Thanks for your question, Lisa. I will see you guys next week with a brand new edition of the Autumn Mile Show. Know this, guys. We really, truly do love you here. And um, we are so grateful for every single one of you guys that download, that listen, that share this with your friends. Um, We get so many messages from you guys. and. I just personally want to say 
how much I love you. And even though I don't know you, I can still love you and how we are for you. We, um, when y'all message and you say, man, this podcast really changed my perspective or changed my life or changed my view of this or whatever. And I really needed this. And it was like a word in season, uh, you know, all those things, it's encouraging me so much. And in our team that is working hard to put these out for you. So I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys and know that we're here for you. You can email hello at autumn miles day or night. We don't care. We will get back to you. You can DM us on social. Um, we will get back to you. We have people that answer all of our messages because that's how much we love you. We don't, we don't ignore them. Um, we, we want to be a resource for you guys. Um, to help you sort of navigate this Christian life. We know that it's hard, but we also know that we serve a risen Savior who is victorious against everything that we face. And we want to offer you the hope from Him and from Him alone. I love you guys so much. God bless you, Lisa. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show. Yep, 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 yep.